2: Hello. Welcome. How are you? You know, life is not complex. We are complex. Life is simple. The simple thing is the right thing. That was Oscar Wilde, not me. So, I'm really... You know what? This segment is to help. When we were young, life was easier, right? I know sometimes it seems that way. The truth is, life is still easy, and it always will be. The only difference is, we're older, right? The older we get, the harder we make things for ourselves. When we were young, we saw the world through simple, hopeful eyes. We knew what we wanted, and we had no biases or concealed agendas. We liked people who smiled. We avoided people who frowned. We ate when we were hungry and drank when we were thirsty. Slept when we were tired. As we grew older, our minds became gradually disillusioned by the negative external influences. At some point, we began to hesitate and question our instincts. Over the course of time, we made our lives harder and harder, and we started losing touch with who we really are and what we really need. This from MarkAndAngel.com. Well, Mark Chernoff, to be exact, more specifically. He has a few things of how we're making our lives harder than it has to be. You look to everyone else for answers, only you can give yourself. When you stop doing what everybody else wants you to do and start following your own intuition, you'll find exactly what you're looking for. I think that's... That's probably true. You let others make you feel guilty for living your life (laughs) as long as you're not hurting anyone or keep living your life your way. Are you doing things because you truly believe in them? got to remember your own goals. You allow toxic people to get the best of you. You don't ever have to feel guilty about removing toxic people from your life. It doesn't matter whether someone is a relative, a romantic interest, a colleague, childhood friend, new acquaintance, get rid of them. You are part of the drama circle. (laughs) Just walk on by. Just walk on by. You assign negative intent to other people's actions. Another driver cut you off. Your colleague went to lunch without you. Let today be the day you look for the good in everyone you meet. You're too worried that people will steal what you have. Let this be your wake up call, especially if you're an artist, a writer, an entrepreneur, creative type. There's always more to be gained from sharing knowledge than hoarding it. So don't worry. People people are stealing your work. Worry about the moment they stop. These are ways that you're making your life harder than it has to be by Mark Chernoff. You're trying to compete with everyone else. If you compete with everyone else, you will become bitter. If you compete with a previous version of yourself, you will become better. You have been taken. You have been too much of a taker. Too much of a taker. One way to deal with stress and loss is to immerse yourself in doing good for others. So just volunteer, and I'll tell you a way you can do that in a little while. You focus on popularity over effectiveness. You keep cutting corners and taking the easy way out. Do what is right, not what is easy. You focus on every point in time other than now. Look, you can't change yesterday. You can ruin today by worrying about tomorrow so be present tomorrow will reveal itself exactly as it should just as yesterday already has you're stuck on your mistakes it's important to forgive yourselves for making mistakes and we need to learn from those errors and move forward you have an all-or-nothing mentality You expect life to always be happy. You keep thinking about worst-case scenarios. You're letting loss devour you. Sometimes you have to work at happiness. Some hurdles in life are too difficult to clear simply by adopting a positive mindset. But, you know, you do need to forgive someone. You avoid facing the truth. Truth does not cease to exist when it is ignored. You can't find peace by avoiding things. I need to remember that one. You put off making decisions. Bad decisions are almost always better than no decisions at all. These are ways that you have been making your life harder than it has to be. By Mark and, Off of MarkAndAngel.com, Mark Chernoff wrote that. Just, uh, you know, little helpful ways to get you through the week. Like, for instance, you know, I read this, and then I think about, uh, well, hold on a second. Well, Read it to you in a little while, but this, actually, these ways, talk lead right into uh, Mohammed El aryan He was the head of Pimco Global Investment Fund, valued two trillion dollars, earning hundred million dollars a year. And then he quit. He quit. He just quit because he kept telling his daughter to go brush her teeth. And she wouldn't do it, and she wouldn't do it, and finally she just said, uh, hold on, Dad, wait a minute, and left. When she came back, she handed him a piece of paper with a handwritten list of the important events and activities that he had missed because of his job. And he says, talk about a wake-up call. Uh, The list contained 22 items, from her first day at school, the first soccer match of the season, to a parent-teacher meeting, and a Halloween parade. And the school year wasn't even over. Now, he said in the article, and the article is up on the blaze, and I'll, I'll tweet it out here in a little bit uh, from uh, at Jeffy MRA. Uh, the dad admitted that he got defensive and cited a number of good excuses for missing each event. Travel, important meetings, urgent phone calls. But ultimately, he realized he was missing out on his daughter's life and harming the very special relationship he had with her. Now, he resigned from his job in January, and they went crazy, sparking the firestorm of why he quit. Now, his article that he wrote about it, he said, As much as I could rationalize it, as I had rationalized it, my work-life balance had gotten way out of whack, and the imbalance was hurting my very special relationship with my daughter. I was not making nearly enough time for her. Now, he said, of course, I was experiencing what many, if not the majority, of working parents experience. Work-life imbalance is prevalent in America and is one of our greatest challenges. It is particularly tough on the more vulnerable members of the population, single parents, lower-income families, and inevitably children. Work-life balance is an initiative that we have been devoting more time to at PIMCO, but that knowledge did little to dampen his, this very personal wake-up call. So he was telling his employees, spend more time with your family, <laughs> ah, but I got work to do. And he's one of the main reasons why I decided to make a major professional change. So I left behind the privilege and intellectual stimulation of working with extremely talented colleagues and friends at PIMCO and instead opted for part-time jobs that requires a lot less travel and offers a ton more flexibility. He now wakes up with his daughter in the morning, makes breakfast, takes her to school. They've made plans for a father-daughter holiday. And he knows, he knows not everyone has this luxury. But hopefully, as companies give more attention to importance of work-life balance, more and more people will be in a better position to decide and act more holistically on what's important to them. So that's probably going to turn out to be his new gig, actually telling, helping, uh, helping big companies uh, be able to let employees spend more time with their family. But you need to just take a look at what you've got and take a look at what's going on in your life and realize that sometimes, sometimes, you're making your life harder than it has to be.
0: You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network.
1: The Jeff Fisher Show is on.
2: Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 888-900-3393 is the phone number if you want to participate in the broadcast. 1-888-900-3393. oneorg is a website you should go to and check out and sign up to come to our Miracles and Massacres Museum uh, October 8th through the 11th here in Las Colinas, the Mercury Studios in Las Colinas, Texas, uh, of which I'm this broadcast emanates from. Uh, it's going to be really cool. They're already working on uh, the uh, the four D uh, experience uh, in studio. Well, Glenn gave it a number. I don't remember thirty three or some number. It's studio. The last studio at the end of the hall, and. Uh, it's going to be really cool. And then we have the God, Guns, and Giving event, uh, the Friday night and the Saturday shoot uh, all day, uh, shooting at the Clay Pigeons all day, which last year was tremendous. It'll be great again. It'll be fun to be out there shooting all day. So Mercury 1.org God, Guns, and Giving. And be sure to join us. Get in line for the museum, too, because apparently uh, the tickets are few, few right now. So I... I'm perusing social media. I know we got a lot to get to today. I know. I know there's a lot to get to. And we'll we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Relax. Relax. And and trust me, you stay on this right here, the Blaze Radio Network. You got Michael Pelka coming up right after this broadcast. Kane and Cup after him. Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Paggs. Trust me. You stay right here on the Blaze Radio Network. We'll cover it all for you. Right here, all day. Okay? So as I'm perusing social media, I see a tweet from the White House, and it says, retweet if you agree. You don't get to pick your tax rate, and neither should corporations. Huh. Now, I just want to go, I did not retweet. <laughs> I, did, I did not retweet. However, I did click on the link for the story and the story of you don't get to pick your tax rate and neither should corporations. Inversions or tax maneuvers that reward U.S. corporations that declare themselves overseas residents to avoid paying taxes in America. The inversion loophole and what it's costing us. Okay. More than 70 corporations have inverted in the last 31 years years, costing Americans nearly $20 billion over the next 10 years. This is an interesting little chart here, though, coming up. Um, More than 70 corporations have inverted in the last 31 years. However, close to 50% of those deals have occurred in the past five years. So, not much from 85 to 90, a little bit more from 91 to 96, 97 to 2002 quite a bit, 2003 to 2008, eh, half of what happened in the 97 to 2005 then, starting in 2009 to today. 50%. Huh? What has been going on the last 5 years? The last 5 years, what has happened in the last 5 years that companies would want to leave the United States of America? What would that be? I, I can't figure it out. If you can figure it out, maybe you can, you know, tweet me and let me know what it would be. I, I'll I'll t- I'll tweet out the story a little bit at JeffyMRA and put it up on my Facebook page at Jeffrey Fisher but I can't figure it out. If, if, just, I'll put it up there, though. I'll figure it out for you, okay? The phone call at 8.30 p.m. seemed routine for Cynthia and Robert Gifford, a bride-to-be inquiring about holding a wedding at their home, the Liberty Ridge Farm in upstate New York. Then Cynthia Gifford realized the caller wanted to book their family farm near the village for a same-sex wedding. She politely declined. We're not hateful people she said in an interview. Uh, we just believe that a marriage is between a man and a woman and we do not want to hold same-sex marriage ceremonies here on our family farm because the state tells us we have to. All right, we well, heard this story. That was way back in 2012. Well, guess what? The Giffords needed to pay up. Now, the couple got married someplace else. No problem. However... Uh, in July, a judge ruled that by not agreeing to hold the wedding at their home, the Giffords discriminated against the couple who had their wedding elsewhere. Huh. I mean, they they went somewhere else to get married. That's that's amazing because the place that they first asked or asked on their list said no. Human Rights Commissioner fined them $10,000 and ordered to pay the women $1,500 each. <laughs> that is amazing. Now, the government, to farmers, uh, wrote, because Liberty Ridge Farm is open to the public for seasonal activities, such as an annual fall festival, yeah, they open their farm up so you can come out and you know, pick some pumpkins, look at the corn, um, uh, it classifies it as a public accommodation that cannot discriminate on the basis of certain personal characteristics, including sexual orientation. All New Yorkers are entitled to their own religious beliefs, but businesses cannot discriminate based on sexual orientation any more than they can base on race or national origin. Okay. Okay i uh, just let you know that. Now, they the reason that they know all this is because the girl who was... It's an interesting little fact to this story, is that the girl, the first one of the same-sex marriage couple uh, who had called and been denied, uh, recorded the conversation. Now, she was going to law school. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it had nothing to do with it. <laughs> nothing to do with it at all. But she was going to law school. And you know, now that they were discriminated against because they couldn't have their wedding there. They could have their reception there. They could show up there for the fall festivals and have fun and do whatever they wanted to do. They just didn't want to have to be part of the same-sex marriage. But according to New York, they have to be. So they're going to pay the fine. And guess what? You are not going to be able to have any more weddings at Liberty Ridge Farm because the Giffords are pulling the plug on getting having weddings at the farm. So congratulations, putting people out of work and jobs and places to go. Emeril Lagasse, another shot. You remember Emeril, right? Fame of the popular Food Network show that encouraged amateur chefs to try their own hands in the kitchen. But despite being one of the most recognizable celebrity chefs in the country, Lagasse's outlook on his future as a restaurateur, and the restaurant industry in general is grim. I have nowhere to go, he said, other than broke. <laughs> he's got a new TV show. Well, maybe he's teasing the TV show a little bit more called uh, On the Menu. Uh, he said, it's becoming very challenging industry to become a very successful average restaurateur. I can't charge $300 a person in my restaurant or I would not be in business. Using any different ingredients? Not really. Am I using any calibers any using any caliber of service staff? I don't think so. I think our services is good or better than most places. And then you add all the Obama nonsense to what has become in the last several years. I don't have anything against Mr. Obama. No, 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 don't I'm just saying the way that you know the government should stay out of things. Pretty soon they're going to wipe a lot of middle restauranteurs and restaurant cooks. Really, if it continues then watch, you're going to have high end and you're going to have fast food and you're going to have chain restaurants. Oh, Emerald. That can't happen. That can't happen. Our president will not let that happen. Oh, wait. He's already letting it happen? Huh. In the last five years.
0: This is The Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Jeff
2: Fisher. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number if you'd like to participate. Um, social media. Oh, yeah, social media. Well, I mean, you know, really the main ones, right? Twitter, Facebook. Uh, Al-Qaeda's new offshoot in India issued a direct threat to the United States on Friday. Vowing that as long as the U.S. continues its war against Islam and support of Israel, people like Nadel Hassan will continue to emerge from your ranks to make your worst nightmares come true. Well, that's good because we don't, you know, we really check who's in our military and we won't let any illegal aliens into our military, except now they're trying to push. Illegal air non-Americans into our military. So Nadel Hassan, something like that could never happen, could it? And of course, in Oklahoma, more Oklahoma. We had the horrible, horrific act from Alton Nolan, thirty. Um, I kind of the blaze story. I'll read you the blaze story, and then the the blaze story says the man suspected of beheading a woman and stabbing another. Um, no, he did it. I don't think he's suspected I mean he did it and he got shot for it and the man who shot him oh uh yeah mil- uh, military and uh, concealed carry weapon train sh- you know no problem he was going to continue Alton Nolan was going to continue on his horrific way throughout throughout the uh the workplace uh Vaughn Foods of which he was fired from. Uh, it was reported by the local newspaper, uh, the McCurtain Gazette. And I, who doesn't get a copy of the McCurtain Gazette, um, was fired from his job at Vaughn Foods over an argument about an Islamic teaching that justifies women being stoned for an offense. He returned later that same day and allegedly carried out the murderous plan. He didn't allegedly do it. He did it. He got shot for it. <laughs> There's nothing allegedly about it. I mean, it's, 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 he, he did it. Uh, he posted uh, on that darn social media. This is the last days. He wrote in his most recent post. He wrote in July, America and Israel are wicked. Wake up, Muslims. Now he beheaded Colleen. Hufford, 54, then stabbed Tracy Johnson multiple times. Before Mark Vaughn oh, of Vaughn Foods, reserve sheriff's deputy, uh, shot him. Uh, police have yet to confirm, though, Nola's motivation in killing uh, or the reason of his firing. So it's just, you know, kind of a hypothetical investigative report from the Mick Curtain. Gazette. Now on his Facebook page it seems that he really got into the whole Islamic faith thing. Uh, He calls on one post and if it's his you know we were just saying it's a Facebook page with his name and it looks like him and you know it could be him but it might not be. Now we get to the blazes allegedly stuff okay because pretty soon we're gonna hear that wasn't him. That was his evil twin brother, and uh, the real the real Nolan is uh, in uh, South Dakota uh, banging on rocks. Okay, good. Sorry. Uh, in one post, Nolan calls America and Israel wicked while criticizing the U.S. for not helping people in Gaza. Included in the post is an evil-looking picture of the Joker from the Batman series, so he tagged a post. That was cute. Uh and then he said I, I just want to say as a Muslim, we don't celebrate America's holidays. And he goes on some big long type and rant on and on and on on and on and on. Christians have some things where they eat crackers which represents Jesus. Saleh Salim Amin Flash and Drink Cranberry. Wake up, Islam is the true religion. So he submersed himself in the Islamic faith. And that's reportedly, allegedly, why, after he was fired for, allegedly, the McCurtain Gazette said that he was got into a big argument about the stoning and taking care of women, uh, went back there, crashed in, came in, stabbed the lady, beheaded her, grabbed another lady, started stabbing her, because he had talked to them before about converting, and I don't know that he—I uh, don't know that these were the ones that he was trying to convert or not. He just figured that every woman that there he knew was not uh, Muslim. Hmm. 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 Go figure. Go figure. Now we have uh, a Walmart story. Uh, Walmart is—if uh, you've been to the local Walmart's—they're they starting to put banks in, right? And I love the phrase uh, unbanked. And the big banking executives all, if you don't have a bank account, uh, you're unbanked. How many of you are unbanked? Really? I mean, we talk about pulling the plug. And, you know, you may be divested in some of your investments and have stuff here. And, you know, gold and silver and, you know, you have cash. But are you completely unbanked? That's tough to do. That's tough to do. So anyway, if you're unbanked, Walmart's going to start their own bank. Now, a few years ago, they tried to get in a bank, and the banking industry said, "Hey, hey, hey, who know what they're going to try to? They're probably going to try to do loans and do all this stuff." Uh, now they're just doing their money center. They're giving out cards, and I'm just waiting for the day when they start giving out loans because now with Operation Choke Point, thanks to uh, Eric Holder, a uh, who uh, resigned and is uh, will be leaving office. I mean, the grass isn't always greener on the other side, that's for sure. So whoever we get to replace him might not be as good. Uh, you know, they are making, giving it a tough time. Uh, it's they pressuring the banks to drop the customers who buy or sell firearms, tobacco, or other goods considered not acceptable by the administration. I just wonder, just wonder if the Walmart's play for the unbanked so that they you know a they don't they're trying to get away from having to pay the fees that the other banks pay it's become their own thing <laughs> what you mean so they become their own bank so they can process their own business and not have to pay the extra fees to the separate banks for processing the cards. And then if you're using one of their cards, there aren't any processing fees. And if there are, they go back to themselves. And then on the, uh, the other companies that are having a tough time with Operation Choke Point uh, that have been pressured, uh, to drop the customers who buy and sell firearms, tobacco, and other—I'm pretty sure Walmart does sell tobacco and firearms. Yes, as a matter of fact, I know they do. So I was wondering, maybe that Walmart, being their little own bank, would help these companies out. It's just a thought. It's just a thought. Not that Walmart would be thinking way ahead like that. Not that Walmart would become the you know all-inclusive like that and just, you know, tell the administration, "Uh, no, we're not going to participate in that. Not that that would happen at all. But, but, it is possible.
0: This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show.
2: Welcome to it. How are you? Welcome to the broadcast on the Blaze Radio Network. Mike Opelka, Pure Opelka coming up immediately following this broadcast at 8 Eastern. Then Will Kane and SC Cup, Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Pags. My gosh, why would you go anywhere else then? the blaze radio network really i mean why would you don't answer that i don't need to know u.s forest service is proposing permanent new rules that would require media organizations to obtain a permit to film and shoot photographs in more than 100 million acres of the nation's wilderness you got a camera you're gonna be f- did you have, do you have your do you have your pass do you have your permit did you pay for that no pictures under the plan, the Forest Service would consider the nature of a proposed project before approving a special use permit, then charge fees of up to $1,500 for commercial filming and photography in federally designated wilderness areas. Isn't that special? Anyway, any way that we can make some cash, we will from you. But this is the Forest Service, another government entity. They're probably trying to, you know, keep things good so that the EPA, Environmental Protection Agency, can come in and make sure everything is okay. However, the Washington Free Beacon tells us about an EPA porn watcher still on the payroll. Aha, aha. Well, first of all, I want that gig. Uh, I've been told I have that gig. However. I—that's been misinterpreted. I don't have that gig. I do. It wouldn't be bad. I'm not saying I'd turn down porn watcher, but I don't have it yet. Uh, he's been banned from the building. Uh, more than four months later, uh, the offending staffer is still on the EPA payroll. So we've got to pay for people that aren't even really working. While they're on the job, and yet we're still paying for them while they're not on the job. Heck, we're paying Lois Lerner hundred grand a year to sit home and complain that she she's not going to be sorry for anything she did. Come on, give me a break. So I'm reminded that you know, I watched a thing last night on uh, it's a NPR thing. It's by Sustainable Man. I get it. It's just, you know it's mother. However, it talks about it's a, it's like a four and a half minute video. Uh, And I'm sure NPR will win some great awards for it because it's four and a half minutes and it's, you know, footage from uh, uh, Yellowstone National Park and it's footage of all these other animals and live footage of these animals. So it took a long time to film and cameras everywhere. So they'll win some big award. And, you know, for four minutes and 30 seconds, it probably is a year's worth of time or more. So, I mean, it's beautiful. It's It's a good piece. And they deserve some sort of, you know, it's a great job. But the story is about in 1995, uh, this is the headline for the story, and then we'll get to it, is naturalists reintroduced wolves into Yellowstone National Park. These wolves were on their own initially, but that soon spiraled into something much more amazing. Did it? No, uh, they were always on their own. Uh, we decided that, uh, oh my gosh, there's too many wolves uh, in Yellowstone and we, we need, they need to go. Have a nice day. Get out. And then we realized, huh, there's no wolves in Yellowstone and all this other stuff is going on and other animals are going away and some animals aren't sticking around and we've got more of these animals and less of these and, jeez, you know, maybe we should bring the wolves back. Maybe. Just maybe, and I'm just thinking out of the box here. Maybe God and Mother Nature, Earth, (laughs) uh, had uh, knew what they were doing, and and said, you know, this is what needs to happen. So let's bring them back. Let's bring them back and see what happens. And it's really fascinating to watch the video and see what actually happens. And the big deal is obviously is that they, you know, they they tease it with the wolves moved rivers, and but. Really, they did. Uh, they came back, and uh, other animals uh, survived. Other animals went away. Uh, other vegetation, because other animals went away, the vegetation started growing again, which moved the rivers. The rivers had to, I mean, it was, it's very fascinating. And I tweeted it out last night at Jeffy MRA, and I put it up on my Facebook page, so you can look for that. Uh, it's fascinating. And if you have, you know, four and a half minutes, just watch it, because it really is, I mean, I was I was like, oh my gosh, amazing. Uh, Mother Nature and God actually knew what they were doing. So we put wolves back. And yet, so when you hear, and uh, you know, Glenn was just, <laughs> was just talking about this the other day that everything can go back to farming. When you go back to the earth and see what happens, uh, oh my gosh. I mean, the hunters don't want to leave the earth all gone. So when the Forest Service says it wants to have permanent new rules that would require media organizations to obtain a permit for film and shoot photographs. Okay, that's not because they'll say, they'll tell you, well, we've got to make sure that uh, they're not leaving trash and taking care of it. I would venture to say that most of the time, these film and photographers uh, leave it better than it was, or at least the same as it was. So if you're a photographer... And what happens if you are a photographer and you say, "I'm just taking pictures. I'm not a, I'm not a, a, a media organization," and then you sell it to a media organization? Do you get fined? Will they come after you? Count on it. This or this administration, <laughs> you're going down, Dinesh D'Souza. Down. Have a nice day. People get targeted every day, every day, and it's not a surprise that the inversions have gone up 50% in the last five years, and trust me, these vines are going to be through the roof. This is the
0: Jeff Fisher Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network.
2: I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. How you doing? Welcome to the broadcast. I'm actually... <laughs> I need a new phone. <laughs> so I'm looking at... Uh, I'm getting one today. That's it. I'm And not, I'm, not, I'm not an iPhone guy, so the iPhone 6 is... Not, that's not going to happen. But I am an Android Samsung guy. And I have an old Samsung, a Samsung S2, which I love. I love it. That's why I haven't upgraded from the two, because it's worked great. However, it's not... Uh, performing at its peak performance level right now uh some of the uh some of the numbers and letters are not uh, i have to you know the typing screen is a little off so i'm getting a new one today and i was looking at them the other day and i should have just got it uh the five the s galaxy s5 because i don't want the note i've already got the the tab the, the samsung tablet the tab three i think not the four but the three which is i love uh, it's it does everything, but it's not a phone. I love it; it's great, and the picture on it is tremendous when you watch videos. I've, it's light it travels great, and so I'm just looking at the new Samsung, <laughs> and they have the Gear Fit too. The Gear Fit, I might, I might have to look at the, I might have to look at the watches. Although I've, I've gotten used to not wearing watches. I used to really like them a lot, and now who, you know, the only people that wear watches now are the people that. You know, our throwback people that love watches, right? That collect them and think watches are cool. And well, that's great. And I love them too. However, I don't, I love them enough to have to wear them all the time. It would drive me crazy. Uh, so that's why the, the whole watch thing is not quite up to my. I just can't see if I can bring myself back to wearing a watch. But uh, so I was looking at the Galaxy S5s for the, the new Samsungs and the S4s and. Getting a new phone today, so so you know I'll be out shopping today. Look around, look me up, see uh, see if you, you know, catch me. We'll talk phones. We'll talk phones. I'll be out and about. Did you do what I asked you to do last week? By the way, did you spend the weekend at least the Saturday uh, when you were out and about looking? Uh, when you see people out and about, did you look at them and then try to picture them naked? Did you do that? Because I did, and I. <laughs> I, I should have just taken some pictures and hashtagged it. In fact, we we should do that today and see if we could get it trending uh, sometime this weekend. Uh, hashtag picture naked, and uh, I love that. In fact, I want to do that. Now that I'm talking out loud, uh, we're going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to start hashtag picture na- naked. And uh we're gonna when you're out and about this weekend, do it again and have fun. Go back to the same places if you saw some people that were tremendous. And by tremendous, you know what I mean. Uh and we'll see if we if we could get it trending with uh you know, with photos, picture naked. And uh <laughs> it just uh you know, it'll put a smile on your face. It'll put one on mine anyway. So, I'm looking at this these maps of A, the most expensive places in each state, and the top brands that are Googled in each state, both these maps. And I'm trying to figure out it's kind of weird. Uh, you know, I don't see in Texas, they mention uh, West Central Dallas, University Park, and Highland Park. And the median house value is five hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I don't know how old this map is, this particular map is, but uh, I go by a couple of neighborhoods that are not these, that are pretty darn nice, and man, if I could get into those places for under $550,000, I might ask for a loan from Walmart and try to move in. You know, Walmart would tell me to get out, but. A central Bucks County, Pennsylvania, three hundred and sixty thousand dollars in central Bucks County. Now, I lived in Bucks County in Pennsylvania uh, when we lived in the Northeast. Uh, It's just you know just north of Philly, and it's beautiful. Uh, I didn't realize that. I mean, some of those houses and properties are a lot more than that. and the median house income is that, Uh, and I was just looking at these places. You could live uh, if the median household income they the median house value in these areas, in these just in these particular areas, in these states. That's not bad. Most of them are under, I mean, you're looking at most of them under $300,000, right? I mean, there's only 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Yes, count with me, 20. Uh, 20 above 300000 So that's not bad. And, that's, and those are median house values. I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah. You can live in you know other places that are you know worth more, and other places that are worth a lot less. And trust me, that's where I live in the places that are a lot less. But uh, <laughs> you can uh, you can live in. Some pretty nice areas for a reasonable amount of, I mean, seriously. Now, Southwest Omaha, Nebraska, the median house value is 175000 but why? The question is, why do you want to live in Nebraska? Really, why do you want to live in Nebraska? The only reason to live in Nebraska is that you're excited about the University of Nebraska, right? The Cornhuskers, hello. And I told this story the other day uh and about on uh, on the radio show i think i think it was on the radio show it might have been on Pat and stew i don't know and it was to the story about when uh, the university of nebraska was uh, uh recruiting my son to play football for them my oldest son and he went out there and my my uh, stepdad is from uh, nebraska he was born in broken bow the far western end and uh, he always joked around about you know nothing being there. He went to the University of Nebraska, you know, in the biggest city during the game days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, bleeds red and all that stuff. And uh, but he said, you know, he always said, you know, you make a right, and you could drive, you know, you could drive north for miles and not hit a thing. And I just remember Elvis driving from Omaha to Lincoln uh, because they flew in. It takes a, a smaller plane to fly into Lincoln, so it was just easier to fly into Omaha. And he met a friend of mine who lives. uh who lived in Omaha at the time and drove him to Lincoln. And uh, he called me and he was like, Grandpa was right. There's nothing out here. Yeah, there's nothing out here. However, so why? I mean, really. So for Southwest Omaha, Nebraska, to have a median house income of 175000 I mean, you're probably living in a really good place for one hundred seventy-five grand in Southwest Omaha, Nebraska. The question is, why are you living in southwest Omaha, Nebraska? But Lincoln, Nebraska, the story is actually a great story. The, every year, the first football game, their first touchdown, the University of Nebraska has 50-year-old tradition of releasing thousands of red balloons after it scores the first touchdown. Now, there is a particular environmentalist who is uh, works at the university, probably isn't from Nebraska, though. He may work there. That doesn't mean he's from there. Because if you're from Nebraska, do you care? And he's saying that, hey, 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 we need to stop that. We need to stop that because it's dangerous and the balloons break up and they're bad and animals eat them and it's horrible. And we should stop doing that. And the University of Nebraska Athletics office responded to the petition by releasing a statement of its own, saying that we're also concerned about the environment. And for that reason, we use natural latex biodegradable balloons with cotton strings. Because we care about the environment, we will continue to use only latex biodegradable balloons, cotton strings, and... We will closely monitor the research in this area, though. So no problem. No problem at all. We'll continue to monitor the research in this area. That's outstanding. That's great. Thank you. Thank you for coming on board and trying to get us to stop this tradition. But we're not going to. That's tremendous. So congratulations to you. That's one of the few times. I can say congratulations to the University of Nebraska. I'm not going to say it again. Now, listen, if you live in certain states, I was looking at this map really kind of, I don't know why it surprises me, but there's so much stuff in this map that kind of surprises me. The the top brands per state that were Googled, okay? And I'm I'm trying to think, like the state of Texas, Facebook. 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 Really, Pennsylvania Heinz. I mean, the, the, obviously, uh, you know that's where the. I mean, I'm all, Every state should be number one Googled on Heinz, but I trying to remember the last time I actually Googled something from Heinz, and I, you know, it's probably I probably Googled something for the show, but I don't remember the last time it was Home Depot in Georgia. I mean, that's where they're from. Disney in Florida, yeah, that's the big offices. eBay in Alabama. People using eBay, Googling eBay, though, in, in Alabama? Why would you do that? South Carolina, CVS. North Carolina, Cisco. Tennessee, FedEx. Well, that's where they're from. KFC, Kentucky. McDonald's in Illinois. So weird. Why are these states? Folgers in Kansas. Anheuser-Busch in Missouri, of course. and the Sky Vodka in Oklahoma. Really? Arkansas Walmart, of course. That's where. I mean, you'd think this is where some, of, you know, many of these companies are from. But if why, are, if you're working for that company, why are you googling these companies? Not real sure that that makes any sense.
0: This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show returns on the Blaze Radio Network.
2: 888-900-3393 is the phone number. 888-900-3393 is the phone number if you'd like to participate in the broadcast. Michael Pelko and his broadcast, Bureau Pelko, coming up immediately following this broadcast at 8 a.m. Eastern. Kane and Cup after that, Chris Salcedo, Mike's leader, Joe Paggs, all your Saturday lineup on the Blaze Radio Network. No need to go anywhere else. And then, of course, Sundays, uh, hello, David Barton. Uh, and just, you know what, don't even go anywhere. Just stay right there on the Blaze Radio Network. There's no need. You don't need to just jump around and think, oh, I need to hear this. No, you don't. Just leave it right on the Blaze Radio Network. And it is just that simple one of my favorite stories was the three boobed lady uh that was very sad i know but i loved how they found out that she was actually a fraud uh and uh it was really kind of special that we found out exactly how she was a, a fraud is that uh Bags were stolen at the airport, a uh, TIA, Tampa International. And so when they found the luggage, they had to go through and, you know, go ahead and document what was in the bags for the for the crime. And uh, it gave a list here from the Tampa International Airport Police. And it said one black nylon roller bag, miscellaneous female clothing, three pairs of uh, stiletto heels, miscellaneous uh, paperwork, with an uh, uh, owner's name, a hairbrush, and three breast prosthesis. Uh, I was told cops prosthesis valued at about 5000 Thank you. You watch the video, it's very sad. And I'm, uh, and I, I'm glad, that I'm actually kind of glad it was a hoax because it was really kind of sad. Uh, it made me very sad that uh, someone would do that. Good news, though, the pitcher for the Minnesota Twins, Phil Hughes, the big story was, hey, if he would have pitched one more little out, been on the mound, one more out, he would have made $500,000 bonus, another $500,000 bonus. But instead, no, he only pitched 209 and two-thirds innings, and he needed to pitch 210 for the bonus. And that was it. So when asked about it, uh, the manager said, uh, Ron uh, Gardenhire said after the game, he's not going to use Hughes out of the bullpen. The game was postponed. He sat down. He didn't go back in the game. They brought in another pitcher. And then they had the weekend. This last weekend. I'm not going to use him. I'm not going to use him this weekend. He's not coming out of the bullpen. That was it. He's done. And then they said, oh, well, uh, All right, well, we feel bad enough. Listen, I'll let you come in, the general manager. We'll put you in as a relief pitcher sometime during the weekend so you can make your bonus. And he said no. He said no, that, that's kind of cool, right? I said no, I'm good. Don't worry about it. It wouldn't be fair. Uh, if we were playing for a playoff spot, I'm available, but I don't think it's the right thing to do. <laughs> wow. That's tremendous, right? Especially we don't hear about those stories much. I mean, that's really good. So, Phil Hughes, pitcher from the Minnesota Twins, good news. Derek Jeter, retiring, good news. Great last game at Yankee Stadium, more, ba- more baseball news. Uh, Derek Jeter, retiring, a great walk-off a single. It, was, it really wasn't a I mean, it got a single and they, the winning run was scored. We'll just leave it at that. And uh, I – I thought it was tremendous. Good for him. Uh, It was too bad that that wasn't his final game. You know, he's going to go to Boston and play, and those are going to be his final games. And, you know, it's too bad that that really was. He didn't just say, okay, that's it. Uh, I'm not going to play anymore. That's it. My last game at Yankee Stadium, it's over. But he wants to get another, you know, wants to have another little pat on the back one last time. Farewell, captain. Although the great commercials were, you know, the commercials were nice. I'll give you that. But, you know, okay. And we had the, uh, oh, the United Nations get together, still, you know, New York City, Manhattan, and their number one priority, never mind the war. Don't worry about ISIL, ISIS, or is. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about... Iran stepping up and saying, "Hey, uh, you know, okay, thank you. You're gonna let us. You're gonna give us a little break on the plutonium, right? We can build because we want it. We're not. We are not making weapons with it. Oh my gosh, stop it! I know that it's. I know that it's weapons grade uranium, but we're not building any weapons with it. I know that we said we wanted to wipe Israel off the map. That's old news. <laughs> Come on, stop it." I know that we don't we told you United States President Barack Obama and John Kerry we told you us and Russia told you leave Syria alone I know but we we're seriously we're still good we're still going to help you don't worry about it we believe us we're going to help you right but the number one thing of the United Nations is climate change. Of course it is climate change. And that's good because the top three, I'm looking, I just was scanning some stories and I love the headline of the top three stories from the United Nations and Africa this week. African leaders pledge to combat climate change at UN summit. Yay! And the Nigerian army makes headway against Boko Haram. Yay! And South Africa and Russia signed a nuclear cooperation deal. Yay! So the world's coming together. And it's all good. Never mind. It's all going to be fine. Don't worry about that whole bombing thing in the Middle East. We're just bombing a few things in Iraq. We're bombing a few things in Syria. We're fighting the bad guys. They won't come here. They won't come here. We've shored up our border. Oh, wait, we haven't done that. No, we haven't shored up our border, but it doesn't matter because we're bombing over there. And we are they're saying they're going to come over here and join our military and then go crazy on us. But that can't happen because we have such strict... No, wait, we don't have such strict ways of getting into the military. But, hey, listen, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Everything is fine.
0: The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network.
2: Welcome to it. 1-888-900-3393 is the phone number if you'd like to participate. You can uh, tweet me at JeffyMRA or Jeff Fisher on Facebook. And don't remember, don't forget, uh, I want to start uh, you know, hashtagging uh, picture naked this weekend. Take those special pictures and hashtag it on Twitter. Those of you that are hip to the Twitter. Uh, just hashtag it, a picture naked. Uh, Justin in West Virginia, you are on the broadcast. How are you, sir?
1: I'm just fine. How are you?
2: I am fantastic. How is life in West Virginia?
1: Yeah, I love you guys' show. I mean, you really turned me on to what's going on in the world.
2: I should say West by God, Virginia. That's I pol- right. I apologize.
1: Um, I've got a question. Oh, boy. I heard a newscast the other day, and they said if the... The Redskins don't change their name. We're gonna force them to lose their tax exempt status. Why would they why would they be, be tax exempt?
2: Well, the NFL is. Uh I don't know that they actually um uh, check on the, the NFL is a uh you know is under a different window than other businesses. It's a uh, I forget what their title is, what they call it, but it's it's like uh I'll find it. I'll find it for you. You hold. Thanks, Justin. I appreciate the call. Uh, it's it's they they do pay taxes on uh, some stuff, and but they are considered a see they have taxation, but some of their stuff is tax exempt, and they're pissed that. Um, Right, I I'm gonna I'll read up on it and feed you exactly the facts here in the next break because not everything they do is tax exempt but some of their things are tax exempt and what they would do is that's how they're gonna force the Redskins I'm telling you it's agonizing how they're gonna go after the Redskins and just because of the Redskins I keep saying it oh my gosh that's I, I, very racist of me to say and I apologize uh, you know that team in Washington. Uh, it's the stupidest thing ever and and really, it's like watch the other hand uh you know, they're gonna complain and complain about climate change and redskins and everything else is getting pushed through that is unbelievable. I mean you have you have our president I'm living in a in a in a different we're living we we're, we're living in a different plane. it's like a an opposite world i we I see this. And then over here they're telling me that I did, I'm not seeing this. I'm seeing this. No, I, I just I just saw this over here. No, you didn't see that. You saw this. It's unbelievable to me. I mean, we have, we have our own president praising the moderate Muslim cleric who backed the fatwa and has called for violence against the U.S. military. We, he, our own president is praising him. We have reporters, and I, I I, I know, I know, it doesn't seem like the reporters have done their job well, so they're getting, you know, it's kind of payback. I got it. But at least, you know, they're starting to push back a little bit, just a little bit. Uh, John Carl was pushing against uh, uh, Josh Ernest, who said that al-Qaeda and Afghanistan uh, were decimated, and uh, he said, I think one thing should be, just Josh Earnest, one thing should be clear. The individuals in this organization in Afghanistan and Pakistan were so decimated that they had to flee to another country to find another safe haven and try to get into a position to carry out attacks in the West. I, I don't understand. And, and John Carl is like, with the, the fact that they moved to Syria where they have access to more resources and actually were closer, I don't understand how you can say the group was decimated. It's a different world. This is what's going on, and no, you're not seeing that. That's not really happening. What's really happening is what I'm telling you is happening over here. It's a different world, a different plane. And Ernest's answer, because what's clear, because of the bravery of American military personnel, the courage of our intelligence officials, and the effective work of our diplomats, That network previously was entrenched in the border region between Afghanistan and Pakistan. was so entrenched there that they could launch a worldwide conspiracy that allowed them to conduct a large-scale attack on the American homeland no longer exists. That network is gone. I'm living in a different world. I mean, look what's happening, Josh. That network is gone. Yeah, they've built a stronger one. And that's where that's that's his out on that. Yes, wow, that network is gone. They're only, they're only launching attacks and beheading people all over the world. That's all. That's all. We're only bombing uh, two countries at this time. We've only bombed seven countries, this administration, more than any others. That's all. But at this time, we're only bombing two. We're only bombing two. And we probably wouldn't be bombing at all had we left, oh, I don't know, just a few thousand troops in Iraq to keep things in check. But forget that. That's long gone. That's water under the bridge. Old story, old news. Belonged to Bush. Doesn't have anything to do with me. That was a Bush deal. Right. Okay, you keep telling yourself that, okay? Okay. You keep telling yourself that. And congratulations. Oh, my gosh. Congratulations. I forgot. I'm so sorry. I apologize. But congratulations. Uh, Chelsea Clinton uh, had her baby. (sighs) They had a beautiful daughter. Charlotte Clinton Mzwinski. Little Charlotte, she's beautiful. She's beautiful. Mark and I are so full of love, awe, and gratitude as we celebrate the birth of our daughter. So congratulations, Bill and Hill. You guys are grandpa and grandma. Grandpa and grandma. Is grandma going to run for president for Little Charlotte? Use Little Charlotte as a, as a prop to run for president? Maybe. Except that, uh, you know, grandma doesn't sound too good as a president, does it? No, it doesn't. Grandma does not sound good to be president of the United States, but hey, it's okay. And Chelsea, I hope, I hope everything's okay because I know earlier, uh, earlier in the week, you were at the Clinton Global Initiative, and you were concerned that your baby could live on a planet without elephants. Oh no. So stop killing elephants. The horrific murder of elephants all over the world. Stop it. Stop it. The poaching rates continue. Elephants could be few and far between, and I want my daughter to live on a planet with elephants, not without. With elephants, not without. Please. Ted Cruz. at the Voter Summit in Washington, Values Voter Summit, I believe is still going on in Washington, D.C. I believe uh, our own Michael Falco will be there uh, later today after his broadcast of this very network, right after this program at 8 a.m. Eastern. He uh, told a joke, and a little wound up are some people, but I thought it was pretty funny for Ted. We should insist that ABC, NBC, and CBS refer... Talking about the White House fence jumper, the White House fence jumper, we should insist that ABC, NBC, and CBS refer to him with the politically correct term as an undocumented White House visitor.
0: Here we go. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network.
2: is the Jeff Fisher Show. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number if you'd like to participate. Uh, they uh, Earlier we talked a little bit about the NFL and their tax-exempt status and a group of Democratic senators, which Josh in West Virginia was talking about, uh, putting it down the bill, introduced by Senator Tim Johnson a uh, Democrat from South Dakota, makes good on uh, Cantwell's promise, uh, who went after uh, the NFL, and Harry Reid's been after them, too. Uh, and, no, let's not get started on Harry, okay? Um, please. But uh, the bill, uh, she announced her proposal on Capitol Hill in a press conference surrounded by a group of Native Americans. I bet she did. Including representatives of the National Congress of American Indians, the NCAI. And the Oneida Indian Nation, oh my gosh. Those groups have launched their own vigorous anti-Redskins campaign, having announced earlier this week that they are sending letters to the 31 other NFL owners asking them to force Redskins owner Dan Snyder to change the name. The Coalition of Native Americans and other social justice groups argue that league bylaws enable the owners to punish any other owner who is guilty of conduct detrimental to the sport. Uh, Yes. Uh, yes, it does. Canwell's bill is one of the latest proposals to end the NFL's longtime status as a five hundred one C six nonprofit, and serves as a potential punishment. Now we're going to find. I'm going to I, this. That's what I, the five hundred one C the six is what makes it different uh, than some of the others, and uh, the antitrust exemption. And we'll. I will. I promise to study it. Okay, I promise that I'll know the exact difference of what it is. And what the differences are. Because there are some things that end up getting taxed and some things that don't. Harry in Florida, you are on the broadcast. Welcome to it. How are you?
1: First, I wanted to make sure that you know this isn't Harry Reid on vacation.
2: (laughs) In Florida, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Although I would love to hear from Harry Reid
1: listen that would to, to listen to him bumble and fumble his way through some idiocy would be
2: yes, fantastic it would. Yes, on, it on would.
1: anywhere on the blaze network uh, number 1 number 2 i wanted to say that uh, you were talking earlier in the week about your wife being out uh, at the boy scout
2: yeah
1: yeah uh, uh, she came uh, out last night as a matter talk. of fact when you were here in tampa uh, we did little uh, you helped us out a little bit with the cub scouts and I wanted to say I'm happy to hear that your that your son's still involved in the Boy Scouts.
2: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I love it. She, in fact, she got back last night from uh, Philmont in uh, New Mexico and uh, had a great time. And uh, it, was, it was, I guess it's okay to have her back home. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> you know. Um, You were talking uh, earlier about uh, the fact that Josh and and his buddies uh, at the White House um, were claiming that uh, al-Qaeda and friends had been decimated, and something that uh, Jay uh, Severin had been talking about last week and and, uh, maybe the week before, and something that most people are guilty of, and I only maybe found out 10 years ago, decimated doesn't mean what everybody thinks. Everybody thinks "decimated" means "crushed," you know, at the end of their rope, (laughs) hanging on by a thread. It doesn't. "Decimated" means reduced by ten percent. Really? And oh my gosh! Yeah. And so Jay has been going off, saying, "You know, they're so stupid. They don't know what it means." And da 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 da. -da. Maybe they do know what it means.
2: Yeah, they sure as heck do.
1: Yeah, they're treading on the fact that 99% of people do- yes. also don't know
2: what it means. Absolutely. And, I was just looking at, kill. Truthful. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, they're in fact being truthful when they yes. say, we've decimated Al-Qaeda. Those bastards.
2: bastards. That's
1: exactly they're, what they're, they're, they're doing. Uh, they're taking into account that most people think that means crushed, when in fact they've reduced them by 10%, give or take, and, and it, it, it all works out. You know, to be that's
2: factual. exactly what they're doing. Thank you, Harry. I appreciate <laughs> it. it. And th- of lying. Thanks for the kind words, too. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, absolutely correct. Uh, Harry and Jay Severin, who, uh, you know, I believe he's talking about the Jay Severin who does afternoons here on the Blaze Radio Network Monday through Friday. Uh, decimate, kill, destroy, or remove a large percentage or part of, uh, two. Uh, kill one in every ten of a group of soldiers or others as a punishment for the whole group. Decimate. Unbelievable, and it is believable. It's not unbelievable, but that is, oh my gosh, this administration to the T. Holy crap. I guess I guess uh, I've been busy. I haven't been listening to Jay. I apologize. I would have you know, I would have liked to have been as smart as him and know that. So, you know, I'm going to have to – that's my word of the day. I mean, Opelta's going to be on next with his little word of the day, and he'll be talking about the Ebola probably. You know, talk about uh, – you know, I think he's going to touch on a little bit of Sergeant Tamarisi too. We've had just about enough. He needs to be home. He needs to be home quickly. All right? I'm not going to – I know I give you the day counts all the time. We're at 179, I believe, if I remember correctly. I didn't write it down today. I'm slipping. I apologize. Because it just made me think of him, thinking of Opelka, talking about him today. And uh, he is uh, hes going to be talking about him in his day, uh, his day. Holy crap, it's day 180 today. 180 days! That man has been in prison in Mexico for making the wrong turn. Seriously. Enough already. I hope Mike is going to cover that in depth. And he'll talk about Ebola. I hope he covers Uh, what Lauren Friedman on the Business Insider says is how the West screwed up Ebola response leading to countless deaths and wasted money. It's our fault. You know that right. It's our fault. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Has anyone told you you look great today yet? No? Well, you do. You look great. Seriously. Except uh, you're not going to wear that all day, are you? I mean, somebody might take a picture and hashtag it picture naked alright if you want to wear it all day that's fine I guess it looks good on you we'll talk to you again soon be safe
0: this is the Jeff Fisher show only on the Blaze Radio Network